Listen, you little bitches, we're back. Oh, it's God, Roommate Pod Adventures so in Roomating. I'm Megan Tonjes. And I'm Keith Batista. And this is a podcast where we're a couple of friends. friends. <laughs> um, if you missed our welcome back episode, go enjoy that hour and a half of, of everything from crying to stories about Southeast Asia yeah, to, most perfect to uh, <laughs> a mixture of Angel and TV and fries. We've been in the Weedverse for a little bit. Yeah. Some Buffy, a little bit of Angel. We watched Lock and Key, which I love. Watched Lock and Lock and Key. Well, I we liked it, but we weren't like it was nice, but we weren't being super gripped by it. Also, that child, that daughter, fuck her. Um, it but, was good. But then the episode with the dude. I'm not gonna give spoilers, but the dude in the house with the when door the dude comes to the house with the door with the door at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, was yeah. the moment I watched that episode without you, and when you came home, I was like, "Okay, oh, hey, because we gotta watch it." Yeah, because yeah. it got to that, and that for me with the music—you didn't like music at the end, but the music at the end—it felt very Grey's Anatomy. Ugh. It felt very like it did feel like the Lucy episode. Like there was just like, oh shit! Like they just, you know, yeah. And that actor is so good. All the and actors his face are great. Is so creepy. The kid is adorable. Yeah, I didn't He's realize he it. was Georgie. Oh, bitch! It fucked us up. From it, um, same show or. The same people involved in it same like director and were, everything. were involved in the so show. So they must have like that's gotta feel good when as an actor they take you over into another project. Mm-hmm. Um pretty good. Yeah, no, I think the, the beginning of the show is very so good. good. The mother's great. Mother's great, she's the, the idea of the keys is really cool. So cool. Um it just like there was a lack of a plot, I think, for the first like, yeah, we were just four trying to figure episodes. Out, and I'm like, okay, this is really cool, but I don't know what Yeah, we we're just trying to figure out where it was going. We're doing besides like Unraveling a mystery that is or isn't a mystery. Like, is it a mystery? And then it turns you know out how, there is a mystery. Listen, I remember how that sound, that song sounds from that episode. <sighs> and it's like, it was a very CW moment. I loved it. In an otherwise Speaks very good episode. Speaks to me. Yeah. Anyway, so we watched Lock and Key. So Lock and Key is very good. Highly recommend. Where the fuck season two? Give it to me. We're also. What else did we finish? We What's coming out like we watched. We finished Buffy. We like watched all of season seven. No, I feel like we finished another show that's coming out this year, um, or or later this year, or maybe it's not you. Maybe you wouldn't watch the shows that I'm thinking of. Probably not. I watched like five seasons. I watched five seasons of fucking Oak Island, and they still haven't found shit. That I'm mad show. about it. That fucking Michigan ass show, Canadian ass show. Um. We watched The Circle. The Circle. Oh, wow. We watched... Wow, January really was a long... <laughs> we watched a lot I of I forgot how, just how sick I was, too, girl. I mean, that was, yeah, that was yeah. right when I got sick, and I was just You like, were sick for a minute. I was sick for a week, and then, like, I think last week has been the first week where I didn't have a cough, girl. Yeah. Like, that cough lasted for a good month. Literally shocked. We went to the fucking, like, emergency room with you. I'm I went literally... to the... Well, not the year. The, uh, well, the year. Urgent care. Yeah. Urgent care. Um, four, day, four days of having a... Fever. I'm like, okay, something's going on. Yeah, that girl. That was all the same week too. That was Margot down, Michelle, and then Sunday you went to urgent care, and I was like, what? <laughs> I need everyone to be okay. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, you were sick for a minute. I literally, I'm literally shocked I didn't get sick. We were in such close proximity. I'm surprised you didn't get sick. Those spores were in the air. Yeah, girl, you. My depression uh, fought it off. Hard. <laughs> they tried to come into my depression. Was like, bitch, we are full Girl, in here. I, I just haven't been that sick in. It was hard. So long. Oh, I'm so glad you're better, Beebs. And I was fine in Asia, guys. Yeah. God, I had a whole situation with my sister. Oh yeah. I didn't even get into in the last podcast. <laughs> Again, I feel like we'll talk about that on a non BBQ episode. But yeah, let's do a BBQ episode. <clears throat> we got some questions. Yeah. We got some answers. You got some questions. We got some answers. Right, that's it. We got some A's to your Q's. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a minute. I can only imagine what you guys have written in a panic. And uh, um, You can always send us forward. an email directly at roommatepod at gmail.com. Hell yeah. Or go to our website, roommatepod. Wait, adventuresinroommating.com, rather. Sure. I'm like, is it even still up? I don't know. I got to check all these. I got to check back well, into my life. better because we just got an email from our website. So. Oh, good. Perfect. And this is the subject to it. Uh-oh. My 60-year-old dad mm. got his 32-year-old addict girlfriend <laughs> pregnant with his fifth child. I think this person's DM me on Instagram. Because I saw I saw a DM I got the other day. I'm going to show you, and then you it, see if it lines up. Was that like up. the... 
I sometimes it's a I think it email. I think it was the one that I showed you that I was like I get these like right, right. eight paragraph long trauma things. Is it this person? Uh, they are anonymous, although oh. they did provide their email, so maybe. Okay. I would say that might be. Yeah, because, I mean, we can go through it, but if this is the same person, they sent me this in a DM on Instagram, and I skimmed over it real quick, and all I thought was, well, the first thought I had was there's a podcast for this, so I guess we followed that. The second thought I had was, when I open up my DMs, I really don't want to see eight paragraphs about family trauma. I got my own family trauma. Mm -hmm. I just want to see, like, you're so great. (laughs) And wow, have you tried? Have you checked out this show? Sing my praises, send me or, a puppy or, picture, or, like, or leave me I, a buck alone, or just like I appreciate you, you know, something like that. Uh, because when I first open up and I just see trauma, yeah, I think absolutely not. I got no more energy to give. I got nothing. Hmm. I just got hungry. Did Bet I you eat did this morning. Did you? I think people like that needs to take those. I just need you it's guys. It's unfair to expect, yeah, someone like me, you. Yeah. To be able to provide them with eight paragraphs worth of emotional support. Like you need to take that what you wrote you and need to go, go to talk a, to somebody. You need to go to a therapist to help you. Like, or you need to write it out. Or you need to or you need to write that out and then not send it, but read it back and imagine it's a friend. Mm-hmm. And what advice would you give them? Because what I what I skimmed through on that, all I could keep thinking was, you just gotta focus on yourself. Yeah. You really got you're telling me a bunch of stories about all the adults in your life that have fucked up on all these ways and the things they're doing in their life. That does not matter. You I don't know how old this person was. They look like an adult in their Instagram. You in order to break generational trauma, you have to stop living in the fucking story of it and start mm. like it's part of your history, it's part of what's happening, but for it to be like on a pedestal of like the drama of the life that's happening before you, you're never gonna get out of it. Some people don't even know. For, for that's exactly, which is why I'm sending the message now, which is... People don't even realize that, how do I word this, like, that, the, that they don't want drama or trauma or, or that stuff, but like... Mm, but all they do is talk about... But haven't reflected. Yeah. And like clearly are, like you just said, perpetuating these generational... If you're things writing, that are passed on, where it's, yeah. it's defended as... <clears throat> I get it. I've done it. I know you it. You know, for argument's sake, your mom was, like, really strict or intense, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, they'd be like, well, she was just passionate. Yeah. You know, they, they... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're, like, already... They're telling the story, but then they're also shifting the story based on... Right. What they think will sound better. Well, I just think, like, they don't even realize that, like, you're saying, like, you need to work on your trauma or your emotional... Yeah. Things that you're going on, but some people don't even realize that the things that they're doing are a result of that trauma. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and in, in a way, think it's, think it's a good thing. Like, oh, I use fear as a tool to raise my children because that's what my mom did, and my mom's a good mom. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, objectively speaking, you really shouldn't be using fear. Yeah. And the fact that you, you got, think it's a good thing is like, I don't even know where to begin it's with like you. The, it's like the <laughs> sentence is incomplete. <clears throat> right, right. You know, it's like, my mom raised me in fear, and so that's how I know how to raise a kid. And so that's period. what I'm going to do. They because, put a period there. Right, right, right. Where really it should be like a comma, <laughs> and they should be like, but I now as an adult realize how that affected me, mm-hmm. and I'm rebuilding the framework in which I raise my child. Right. And I don't even know how to begin. <laughs> yeah. To convince someone, well, you that, can't. I mean, so right, if exactly. someone you it's can't. Like, if oh, someone doesn't see, even... if someone doesn't see the effect as a negative thing, they think that that's love and that's family. It's very hard, especially to come out from an outside perspective and say, uh, actually, there's other <laughs> ways to do this," um, without you know making someone defensive or yeah. buckling down on. Well, you don't know why. You, why are you judging me about this? Again, that's just to let everyone be what they're going to be, but. At the end of the day, if this is the email I think it is, it doesn't matter what your dad's doing or your step-siblings or any of that. Mm-hmm. I feel like the person, I guess we'll get into it, but... Yeah, I'll, I'll read it as quickly ha- as wrote, I can. wrote all of this and then was also like, but I still don't know if I should say anything to my dad about it. Listen, you wrote eight paragraphs, you probably should say something to your dad about it because yeah, it's bothering you. someone. But you have, when you say it, you have That's to also realize... That's not a YouTube person. You, know? you have to realize that... It doesn't matter what, what you put out there. You have to, 
how do I describe this? We'll just get into the question. We'll see what I feel. Okay, so it says, please don't use my name. <clears throat> okay. Right now, I'm really struggling with my family. My dad is 60. Uh, his girlfriend's 32. Yeah, I think this is the one. And a recovering slash still an addict. Mm-hmm. My dad has two other children who are much younger than me, ages seven and nine. Uh, we don't know how this oldest writer is. Okay. Uh, with, with a, a different, different woman who, who is not, not his girlfriend, girlfriend and oh, not so my mom. Is, yep. Let's read it together. <laughs> Although, Although I love, I love my, my half sisters, their, their mom, mom is impossible, impossible to, to deal, deal with. with. She is borderlining. You just read it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, you read it, girl. I like this. She is borderlining on lose them. On lose them all, all the, the time because she, she does, does not, provide them. She does provide them with, with proper, proper care. care. She also, she also often, often texts my dad, my older full sister, and, and myself about how unfit our family is for her children and how my dad is a bad father. Although, Although she clearly, clearly has some mental, some mental health you issues. Like, you feel like the Doctor Who episode? I feel like I'm more focused on like syncing up with you. No, no, you, I'm syncing with you. I'm syncing with you. You go. Although, Although she, she clearly has some mental health issues that are damaging to her, her childhood, or her kid's, kid's childhood, childhood, I can't, can't completely, completely blame her. her. My dad, dad could, could go, go to court and, and fight to raise, to raise them, them, but he never would. I see them and have more of a relationship with them than he does. He's, He's a, a very, very absent parent, parent who just sends a child support check every month. I know, I know my dad, dad loves his children, but he just doesn't know what it's like to express love. His childhood was... A lot of excuses right? for dad. A lot of excuses for dad. Right? This is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, you've, made, you've made a summary You don't of, even know. This is why he is the way that he is. Or maybe at least you're aware of why he is the way he is, but you're Listen. still excusing it. Um his childhood was fucked up. His childhood was, uh, was fucked, fucked up, and I, and I don't, don't think, think he's, he's ever come, come to terms with it or healed from, from it. Very possible. I'm, I'm very grateful for my mother and all the effort she put in for keeping a relationship between my sister and I and our father. I feel like I'm in church saying prayer. I love it so much. <laughs> I, I think it's a Doctor Who episode. Remember? They start oh, yeah, repeating. Yeah, yeah. Seeing how, how this situation turned out with his two other children, I can see how my mom played a role in that. My, my half, half sister's mother. Half, sorry, my half sister's, sister's mother, mother really, really drives my dad away from, from wanting to try and see his kids when he already doesn't reach out much on his own. It truly breaks my heart. The whole situation, I'm mad at him, but I also feel immensely sorry for his situation. So since I was 13, I have been dealing with his baby mama, the fact that his sisters are growing up in a trailer park with no education, and the fact that my dad is doing nothing to help. Now for the part with his current girlfriend. Okay, so before we get into the current girlfriend. <laughs> There's so much happening. There's so much. You have all this information about your dad and why he's just an absent father. His lack of him taking responsibility. Yeah, between you and your sister. And you're so already defending him. And I already know you're going to be placing all this blame, on, or I feel like you're going to be blaming this 32-year-old well, addict. my half-sister's mother really drives my dad away from wanting to try and see his kids when he already doesn't reach out much on his own. Girl, it's a, this is a grown-ass man. This is a grown-ass man that a you're sitting... A 60-year-old man. A 60-year-old man who has multiple children with multiple people, and you're sitting here being like, well, I don't know, that person he's with is driving them away. No, that man is letting himself be driven away. If he doesn't already reach out enough, and it's he's not present in that. But continue. Uh, now for the part with his cur- girlfriend. So, wait, so this yeah. is the 32-year-old ex-addict, I guess. Is the breakdown of this storyline? Now, okay, so now for the part with his current girlfriend. She's He's pregnant, pregnant and, and I feel like, like my dad doesn't realize how many lives this affects. I'm the only one in my family who knows. His <laughs> anyway. His, his girlfriend, girlfriend told me while she, she was helping me move. She's, she's a, a nice, nice enough girl, girl but like, like I said, she's, she's an, an addict, addict, and, and my, my dad, dad and her do not, not have a healthy relationship. relationship. Okay, try- you say she's an addict, but are you, are you saying she's a recovery? Because you said she's a recovering... Yeah, I thought she was... So is she recovering in recovery, or is she... Or is she doing drugs in front you know, of you? What, the, are, what are the two the options wagon, here? Yeah. Because that's, that, again, that speaks to a young mindset for me, where you're like, she's an addict. Okay, but she hasn't drank in six years? That, she's a person. I tried to talk to my dad about everything, everything and, and how, how I was feeling. feeling. He, he wants, wants her, her to, to have an abortion, abortion but she doesn't want one. Well, Dad needs to start wearing a condom. My, my dad, dad also said that, said if, the that if the child is born a as a crack baby, baby it would it get would put, get up, put for up for adoption. adoption. Okay, which, so maybe she's doing crack. 
again, who knows, which, which means, means he doesn't, doesn't even care enough to raise it himself. I can see why he, he wouldn't, wouldn't want to. He's 60, has, has never been a full-time parent, and clearly has a lot of issues. But this isn't fair. It's fucked up. It's not fair to me, my sisters, this unborn child. How can someone be irresponsible and then not take accountability? How can he have been there and helped my, my older sister and I and, and have such a strong relationship with us? but show no love, no love for his, his other children. children. How, How can, can he, he be both my amazing father and their deadbeat dad? dad? Ooh, welcome to life. I worry that Dualities. when I get mad at him, he just thinks, thinks his, his kids, kids would be better, be better off, off without him. him. Oh, that's okay. That's him being manipulative. I uh, want to get mad and tell, and tell him, him how I truly feel, but the truth is I don't think it would give him a wake-up call. I think it would only push him to be an even less involved parent. I don't know what to do. I don't want to cut him out. I love him, but he doesn't seem to realize that I also suffer the consequences of his actions when I have to deal with baby mamas and more siblings that I didn't ask for. Bitch, are you a cancer? Like, are you a water sign? As much a responsibility as, as this person's making. I it think you're be. making it a responsibility. I think you are including yourself in the in the drama of this family in a way that is harming you, and that you're like, I just don't. It's not fair to me. It's not. Here's the reality. You had a relationship with your father. I still don't. That's a lot of story. So I don't know if your dad went off and had other kids with other people when you were like a teenager or where you're in your 20s or what that is. Did they say? Uh, we never got uh, an age from the writer. Because they're saying like, my dad raised me and was a great dad, but now he's a deadbeat dad to all these other kids. I, mean, I imagine and she I must have been among true. his first children. Yes. Which is probably why... Yeah. He has that connection yeah. with you guys, but it seems like he's now has two other children, ages seven and nine. About and now to have a, a baby. third one on the way. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. You don't have to clean up your father's mess and you don't have to excuse your father for things that he's done to other people. The idea that your dad was a good dad to you and then he went off and d- did these other things. You can have that those memories and hold on to that. I would say that I don't feel like most people wake up one day and then just start doing stuff like that. Like, I feel like they're, if you dig far enough back, you might find that maybe your dad wasn't as present as you think he was. And maybe your mom or whoever was around filled in some of that or avoided some of the details of that. But regardless, I think you can't control anything within this. You have a relationship with your dad. And by all accounts, first of all, the things that he's saying you're like admitting that he's saying them and then how it's making you feel in a negative way. Like him talking about how he would just wants to get this girl, get an abortion. He would give it up anyways. If it is born addicted to something, I just feel like you're ignoring your own intuition in how much you want to be close to this family or not, because you feel like, well, he was a good dad to me. So it must be, you're doing the same thing that everyone, I'm sure that your mom and everyone else has done, which is let's blame it on the woman he's with. Mm-hmm. Let's blame it on the woman he's with. How about we not blame it As on the woman he he's didn't with? Have a pardon, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not your. I'm not saying she might not be a negative factor or an influence. But Absolutely, but your father's choosing to be with people father... that don't want him to see his other kids, and then he's cont- and he already wasn't really seeing these kids. He's so. Cho- Look, clearly, your father. I think out of anybody here needs. First and foremost, you can't control other people. Yeah, that's right? first and foremost. Um, of course, you can talk to and, and try to help, but like, you know, people have to do whatever they're going to do on their own. And so why I'm saying that is that I think ultimately your father needs to be talking to someone because mm-hmm. he definitely has some emotional issues that he can't get over right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sucks, but he's got to be willing to do it. You can talk to him about it. You should maybe suggest that he go talk to someone mm-hmm. um, and explain how you feel. I'm learning a lot about how when you talk to someone, you've got to say, come from an I place. Like, I feel this rather mm-hmm. than you're this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The difference? Like, yeah. you're lying to me. Instead of saying you're lying to me, being like, when I you say feel. this, I felt lied to. Or, yeah. you know, it's a small difference, but I think important. Okay. Um, Oh, uh, man, I totally lost my train of thought. I worry that when I get mad at him, he just thinks it's... Yeah, I mean, even in this, they're talking about my dad had a fucked up childhood You don't he, that we don't think he's dealt with. I'm very grateful That's for my mother and, and all the effort she put in for keeping a relationship between my sister and I and our father. So your mother really filled in the blanks here for someone who probably was already doing what he wanted to do, what he's doing now. 
but you, but managed to be with someone that was like, no, we're keeping this family somewhat connected. You know, I think here's the reality of the situation. You have siblings that you want to know and you may not get along with their step, their mother or the mother might constantly bring up the relationships with your dad, but you got to start working on setting some fucking serious boundaries, not just for other people, but for yourself. I don't need to know about any of this stuff that's going on. I don't need to be a part of these group conversations between the stepmom that hates my dad and is contacting all of us to let us know he's a shitty dad. This has nothing to do with me. I'm here to hang out with my sibling. Any of that, you're going to have to deal. You're going to have these conversations that you find yourself listening to and all this information you're soaking up and that's further stressing you out. You need to be the one that's like, I don't want to have this conversation and I'm not going to be a part of this and leave the room. I'm going to go take my sibling so-and-so and so-and-so and we're going to go to the park. You want to be a part of their lives in some kind of way. Use your time with them to take them out of the situation that's happening and just spend time with them one-on-one. You can't control who their parents are. If they're not being fully abused or something that you can report, that's a whole other thing. The reality is that most of us grow up with some kind of neglect, some kind of emotional abuse in some kind of way. And so it's a, you can't save anyone from it if it's not something that can, again, be reported or recorded or any of that stuff. But what you can do is be a mentor and be an older sister in these kids' lives to let them know that what's happening is, has nothing really to do with you. And I'm here if you need me. I'm here to pick you up to whatever it is, whatever you can offer. But you don't need to solve or fix your father's life or figure out his emotional. You just need to decide how comfortable and safe it is for you to be near what's happening and, you know, the distance that you need to keep for yourself. Um, because also like this a lot is of real wrapped up. Self-imposed like obligations. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, again, I don't know the, the intricacies of your relationships, but I do feel like I know you, that you're you much feel, older. Like you're already feeling like this baby's not only going to be a burden on your dad and and his current partner, but like beyond that, like mm-hmm. she's already worried that this baby's going to be a burden on her, her sister, her her, yeah. her mom. The because other kids you that because you see your dad's <clears throat> pattern, and your your dad is and so who you, she feels like she has to help. You don't, and I'm not sure you have to help. No. But if you do help, it has to come from a place of I'm doing this because not because I feel obligated because my dad's a fuck up. I'm doing this because it feels right for me to be there in a place of support for a possible sibling and I feel connected to them. It has to always be your choice. It can't be in a reaction to the fact that your dad is a shitty dad. And then you're also still holding on to this belief that he was a great dad for you. You can have all of that, but you can't, you can't kind of be in and out of these two different worlds, these two different stories, making judgments because of what you experienced. You had your childhood, embrace that. And now moving on to the next section of your life, your parents are not going to continue to be who they were. And you have to always be making decision of how much you have them in your life and setting up the boundaries of what you're going to be spoken to about. And I imagine the fact that, you know, she keeps painting this woman as um you know an addict yeah all the women in his life apparently are fuck-ups except for your mom and a crack you know they're worried about the baby being a crack baby or whatever i mean i don't really know bees but if that is the case like Mm -hmm. is that not i know it's like a touchy subject but like calling cps i mean listen yeah i don't know how any of that works an addict who's not only raising two children but also got pregnant and is putting the lives of these children. Yeah, I mean, they'd have to at risk. Is if someone has to be probably, I imagine, knowing that she's doing drugs, seeing that she's doing drugs, there has to be some other. Listen, you guys are. It's it's so hard because it's like your dad knows this too. Why is your six-year-old dad not calling Child Protective Services if he really doesn't want to have a kid with this person that's an addict that's gonna be doing drugs? There's just you are not more responsible for this than the much older adults that are dealing with it. Mm. And it doesn't take away, you know, everyone's going to have a a different opinion of what you should do in this situation to protect the possible child that's coming into this world. And I don't know that there's a right answer or wrong answer, but if that baby is born addicted to drugs, I imagine there's a procedure in place for that at the hospital that there's the baby probably will be taken away. And it's unfortunate. You don't want it to get to that point. But at the same time, it's like you can't, you know, aside from you calling again, like CPS or 
or I don't even know, getting together with members of your family. I just feel like that whole situation, this is what I would do in that situation. I, first of all, I see my dad doing all of this and not being present and, and talking about how he wants an abortion with, uh, he wouldn't take care. I don't need to be around my father anymore. That is not for now. Dad's got to figure it out. Dad's got to go to therapy. You're scared to even tell him because you think he might be pissed and become more of an absent parent. You're in your twenties, maybe your thirties. You don't need I'm guessing you don't. Yeah. You don't need to not say things because of how your dad may react and pull away. If you say, Hey dad, this situation is affecting me or this situation seems to be affecting other people. Like, and his reaction, how she said, like, I'm afraid to basically express that I'm mad at him because then he feels like, yeah, you know, Oh fuck. What did she say? Like basically by her getting mad, he feels bad. Yeah. And so she doesn't want to even like express that she's mad. Okay. Her father's going through some shit and it's like, well, yeah, that's, well, first of all, you should be in therapy. So the, pla- the place where you should be expressing how mad you are. needs to talk to a professional to need, understand how to navigate this stuff. Because this is stuff listen, that. Mamaton just at BetterHelp.com. Really and you need a professional. Yeah. <laughs> um, you need someone to talk, <clears throat> to talk to about what you're feeling that isn't your father directly. Until you can figure out. First of all, you can start to heal that by understanding that that's something that you're going to have to undo in your life and something that you're going to have to heal. Your father is really going to have no place in that. Unfortunately, that's the reality and getting to a place where you can have a conversation with your father and you understand the tactics that might be manipulative that could be used. And you have very clear boundaries between you and your therapist of how you're going to approach it, what you're going to say, what you're looking for, the outcome and what you're willing to expect in the boundaries you have so that you're not just walking to a conversation being like, see, I knew if I said this, he was going to pull back. And then now he's don't, Every again, all the women in his life, all of the excuses and reasons for why he reacts a certain way, as opposed to dad, you're a fucking grown up. These are the realities of the choices you've made and the fact that you're running from them and don't want to maybe just slow the fuck down and stop having kids with random people. Get a goddamn vasectomy. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't like using <laughs> condoms 60, and we don't want kids. What are we doing? I'd be like, I'm done having kids, man. I can't listen. I'll just get a vasectomy. And- that's my, that's my but choice. But your, your father being reckless is an unfortunate reality of who he is and who he's being reckless with, right? But those are not your decisions. And your life, again, sometimes we get so wrapped up into family stuff because, you know, I'm sure that there's a bunch of codependent ass relationships happening in this family. I bet there's a group chat where we're constantly bitching about dad and so-and-so and, yeah. and fighting about the ex-wife and the half-wife and the half-mother, whatever the fuck else, the siblings. Go to school, figure out what you want to do with your life, focus on your friendships and the relationships in your life, and stop being so surrounded by all of this. You're, this is your job now from this point out is to, to stand outside of it, to see how, you know, you're continuing, you're continuing this constant like fear of dealing with what's actually happening in the room. And that's something that's been passed down to you. And the only way you're going to fix that is by being able to step out of it and look at it and say, Oh, none of this is functioning in the way it needs to. But I also don't have to step into that dysfunction to be a part of this family and to do the things that I feel are good for me to do. And you're going to have people in your family that don't talk to you anymore. You're going to have people that maybe you lose a relationship with your father for a few years. Maybe you lose your relationship altogether, but it sounds a hell of a lot better than you spending the next five to 10 years stressed out about kids that aren't fucking yours in situations that you didn't even choose to be in. Yeah. You know, stop, stop wasting your heartbeats on this shit. Yeah. Honestly. So good luck. So good luck. Um, <laughs> please don't ever sound like that, anything like that to my DMs again, because it's stressful. That's the message to everyone, because I get a lot of those. Um, and I wouldn't have responded to it. But, you know, I guess you did the thing you needed to do, which was writing the podcast. Next email, girl? Yeah, sure. All right. This subject says, my sister doesn't give a fuck. All right. Fuck is uh, censored. Got a little here, asterisk. Here we there. go. Hello, Mara Vilosa. Marvelous in Portuguese, Megan, mm-hmm. and Fantastico Keith. Mm-hmm. I tried coming up with better Portuguese adjectives, but to no success. No shout out to baby Margo, RIP. Oh, damn. Wow. This was sent on the 1st of February, so. Wow. Oh, maybe they knew. Maybe they knew. Maybe they knew. I am from Rio. <clears throat> I'm from Rio de Janeiro. I am a mid-20s-year-old Leo sun, mm. Cap Moon, mm. and Sag Rising. <laughs> 
and I feel as if my siblings are extremely dismissive of me. I bet you are. And my problems, <laughs> and my problems with or without them involved. Yeah. Well, Capricorn and you see it up being like, I have a list of all the ways you fucked up, and I would like them all to be attended to in this meeting. <laughs> What's wrong with that, Bees? What's wrong with communicating? You got a Google Doc my, on your my You got a Google Doc on your computer right now that's like things to talk to Tanjus about at some point. <laughs> I don't actually. <laughs> Um, my sister, who's 30, and my brother, yeah. early 20s, are okay. very good people, and I know they care about me. Uh-oh. But this most recent incident rubbed me the wrong way. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, this is good. Good setup. <clears throat> I had a cousin's birthday party set for 7 p.m. <laughs> it had already been moved from 6 p.m. Okay. Oh, so, Capricorn hates a time change. So I had, no, to, I had a plan. So I had to adjust <laughs> my buses. Okay. I was going to take to get... I get restaurant. it. The frustration. The Understood. frustration. I get we it. I mean, express frustration, but it was just, okay. Yeah. I had already taken the first bus okay. and was waiting 30 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. In the rain for yeah. the second. Oh, no. And then I get a text that no one was actually going to make it to the dinner until like 8 p.m. Okay. So I was a little jaded, like... Yeah, you're question annoyed. mark, question mark, question mark. I don't I know get if it. it's the right word. You're annoyed. Uh, y'all should have sent a courtesy text to me saying you were running late, and uh-huh. I could have taken... Later buses and coordinated uh-huh. differently. Yeah. But instead, I got called a psychopath. Oh. By my sister and my brother. By my sister. What did you and respond brother, to that text with? That was the my question. Brother, I already have so much to say about this paragraph. Yeah. You- and my brother just acted like it wasn't a real problem. <laughs> I mean, this is sibling shit. <laughs> this is sibling shit. This is definitely sibling shit. Your siblings. And this is already. Yeah. Is this like, the youngest? I already know where this is, is going. Is this a person the youngest? Or they the middle child? Um, we don't know. Mid, tw- I think there might be a middle. Okay. Because she, they said... Um, <laughs> Your brother was like, oh, we get it. You complain about everything. It's not a real fucking problem. <laughs> fucking brothers. They're the worst, man. <sighs> Sister's like, you're being a fucking psychopath right now. <laughs> so I want to see the text message, group chat conversation that led up to this. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Listen, the real I mean, I'll tell you, the reality is your siblings, I imagine they know that you don't have a car and that you're taking buses. Maybe they're they're in their own selfishness and I they're think not the reality thinking of is it. That but it's just it sounds like an unfortunate You can't predict life. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And sometimes this is shit's gonna happen. But you're allowed you're listen, you're allowed to be annoyed and say, Hey guys, sure. like I just wish in the future if we did this that one of you would let me know so that you could either come pick me up if it's going to be like maybe now from now on we don't take a bus to see our siblings we have them pick us up you know something that like there's a new boundary in place but also i would say like but also it's a minor inconvenience this is a i imagine a one i mean i can't imagine this is happening all the time or at least a specific incident where it's like you're planning a a dinner it gets pushed back so the bus is an issue and now it's raining and then like they're still going to be even later yeah, yeah. I mean, this just sounds like life to me, and I mean, this I is... understand. I would be furious. <laughs> Fe- well, furious, furious with an O. Furious. <laughs> About a year ago, if this shit happened to me, but I am now getting to a point now. This where is it's a Capricorn like, that's evolving. Listen to <clears> it. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, it's out of my control. Yeah, There's what are you nothing gonna, I could do. There's all nothing you can I could have done. All you can choose is how you're going to feel. I about should it. express, and like what you're saying, yeah. Like, hey, yeah. look. This was really crappy because not only did I yeah, have I'm to adjust rain. my bus schedule, but I, it's, it's the rain, and then you push it back like two hours from the original time, and it's just like... Yeah. Oh, you're told... By right. the way, if you had gotten back on a bus and gone home and texted them being like, I can't make it, I'd be like that. Right. I feel like that's perfectly fine. Not even needing to be passive-aggressive, just letting them know uh, I had to get back on a bus and go home. But I think if it's like, yeah, dinner's half an hour late, uh, you know... Again. Oh, I guess we should finish the email because yeah, yeah. I, I think again, I, again, this. express it. But also in the future, I would just knowing me, I would just go into a coffee shop. Someone that's been on tour. Yes, it's like yes. if I'm in a situation. That's why I always have like a little book on me. I always have yes. like my charger on me. Things Dude, like I that. I relish those little moments of free time that because suddenly I'm like, pop up now. especially yeah. in Los Angeles too. It's like <laughs> I always expect that I'm going to get somewhere early or wherever it is, and so I just need to be able to pop up. Because sometimes you got to stay on the west side for like two or three hours before you can travel back to the valley, and so. You get off of something, the weather's bad, you just find a business to go into and sit down get until... Get a drink at a bar you know. or a coffee shop? Or? So I think that there's going to... This is not necessarily specifically for this situation, but I would say in life when you find yourself in situations... Life just gives you lemons. Just, yeah, just think about like, instead of staying right in the situation the way that I'm in, what are my options? There's always some kind of what choice. What can I do? What can I that's do? That's what I tell myself and that's what I learned in therapy. Is what like, can I do? 
instead of whining or complaining, maybe again Uber getting stuck in like what did happen. Like, yeah. Ask yourself, all right, because this happened. Yeah. What can I do about it? Yeah. Maybe it's I, a very simple thing. You know, maybe I get in an Uber and I go the rest of the way and then I invoice my siblings on Venmo. Sure. <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, that's, you could try that. You know, you could try um, it. You could see your sister who's like, you're a fucking psychopath, decline the request. <laughs> let's read the rest of this because okay. I think we might be jumping the gun here. Yeah, yeah. I love jumping the gun. Uh, all I want, <clears throat> all I want between us is some honest community. Wait, I think I might have skipped. Oh, no. All I want between us is some honest communication. And for me, and the fact that I rely on public transit to be taken into consideration. Okay. So this person already feels like they're being ignored because of they have to take public transportation. Uh, this isn't a thing that is considered by other people. But when I brought up my frustration to them, neither of them seemed to care. They just ignored me, called me a psycho, or okay. told me to get a license, which I'm Ooh. in the process of. This shit takes time and I can't magically get Ha, 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 ha. Okay. Okay. Uh, it has been like this my whole life, I think. My family in general has a lot of trauma and no one deals with it. Oh, welcome. Welcome to like every fucking family. Yeah. My sister and brother talk about how they've gotten away from it and developed past it, but they, but then shit like this happens and I'm, did you guys, and um, did you guys really? Mm. I used to live abroad uh, for university, and that geographical distance between me and my family was beautiful. <laughs> for nearly two years, I've been living back in my hometown mm-hmm. with my family, and I've tried to just coexist with their bullshit and limit my interaction with them. But just being in the same city as them is bad because I'm available, and I suffer from not just their bullshit inflicted <sighs> on me, but also living in the burbs without the car or a license. The cat moon in me is saying, well, my name... Say, say, oh, my name, because we don't want to say the name. Mm-hmm. Save money, get a license, and buy a car and move out. But my question for y'all in the meantime is, how do I keep dealing with this stuff from my family without me burning out and spiraling into a deep depression? Mm. Thank you both for your time and advice. I really appreciate it. Even writing this email was good for me to at least work it out in writing. Yeah, yeah. Megan, I met you at Buffer 2017, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you were such a wonderful soul. Thank you for your oh, kindness good. that day. Molto obrigado pro tudo... A, I don't know how to speak Portuguese. You tried. A Ate logo. Thank okay. you very much. Also, Keith, if you're looking for another country to see after your South America, South, sorry, Southeast Asia trip, mm-hmm. come to Brazil. It's wonderful here. You will love it. Okay. My friend, my, the father of my niece is from Argentina. He told me to never go to Brazil. <laughs> Jesus. So I'm very well, conflicted on South America because I feel like people are like, oh, you should go. And then some people are like, don't go. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, I mean. I suppose it depends on the area like any other place. Um, um, okay, so, so this person lives. Wait, bring me to the breakdown again. They so live this at person. Home? Uh, Where they live? It's a good question. What, I, I was assuming so all these siblings, on their own, but yeah. then the very end. It so made do me you live with your parents and then your siblings are living outside of your parents? How do I keep dealing with this stuff from my family without me burning out? It's probably, uh, get a license and buy a car and okay. move out. Okay. So you're living at home with your parents then. But the other older siblings are still, are in the town. <sighs> right? <laughs> Am I misreading it? It seems like she might live at with her parents, but maybe the siblings are out on their own. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because a 30-year-old sister, I'd imagine, would be living out on her own by this point. That's what I'm saying. Is it so like... I don't know. Uh, I had a cousin for okay. a party. Is it blah, 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 blah. Listen, this is what I would do. This is what I'll tell you. This is, uh, you can choose to take this advice or not. It seems like you just don't like your family. Uh, which, who does when you're living at home still in your 20s? Not a single one of us. Um, look, you are going to do things in your own time. You're saving up money. You're going to get a license. Do whatever. Don't, you don't need to be putting on yourself on any other timeline. So don't let your siblings... Your siblings are going to use that as like their go-to insult whenever they can. You gotta, you gotta ignore that shit. You just gotta like push off. You point out. This is my favorite thing to do. You point out like when stuff's being passive aggressive or needless. Take the power out of the situation by basically being above it. Like I'm not even responding to that. So I'm gonna get right to my question again. Make it inconvenient for them to fucking fight with you about nonsense. What I would say is from this point on, it's fine to exp- to express that. If you want to sit, I would maybe sit down with my siblings and just be like, listen, I'm not trying to make it a thing, but I do have to say like, I was disappointed when this happened. And so in the future, 
you know, we can't fix what happened. It is what it is. We ended up having dinner or whatever it was. It was nice. I would just say, especially maybe when it, the weather is not great, if we go to dinner, maybe maybe one of you could pick me up. I could pay for gas money or whatever it is, or just like grab me, especially if you're all in the same town. Like it can't be that far for any of them to get you. These are two other siblings that have a car. I don't disagree. Um, and so, you know, I would just make that the reality of the situation is like, I feel more comfortable in the future if I just, if I can get a ride from one of you when we hang out. But I'd be willing to bet that this person still yeah. would say, you know, I'm not taking the bus because I can't trust you. So just come pick me up when you guys are ready. Yeah, yeah. And I can see this person being like, they were supposed to pick me up at 7. And they didn't show up until 7.30. Yeah. And she's going to get mad at that. Or whoever, yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's like a guy or girl. I, I should stop saying he or she. But, um, you know, I imagine, I don't know if it's so much the specifics of having to take. It's the inconvenience of it not being transit. what it was supposed to be. I think it's not being... It's a, it seems like a history of your family feeling disrespected, doing these unexpected it. things that mm-hmm. really frustrate you. Yeah, well, you're a Capricorn, and uh, are you got a Capricorn? Some other something? things, and I think it's like you said, like Megan said, like definitely voice how you're feeling. The fact that they call you psycho, Capricorn, is not cool. But it also makes me wonder, like, well, how are you? What are you saying? How are you expressing yourself? Yeah, is there, like, if you're there are a lot yourself, of exclamation points when you're like, uh, fucking thank you very much for not talking, yeah. you know, like, is it elevating is it, it like to such a point? Is it sarcasm or is it like yeah. coming from a genuine yeah. place? Like the way Megan just exampled it earlier where she was yeah. like, what's done is done. I understand. Like, yeah, we can't yeah. control I get it. Things, things happen. Things happen. But in the future, I think, bah, 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 you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I just think, with, especially with weather and stuff. Is that how we're going about addressing our feelings? Or are we going... I want to fight. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. We're supposed to be six o'clock and now it's eight o'clock and you're making me wait in the rain. It's like, well, no, they didn't make you and, wait in the rain. And you don't even <laughs> respect my fucking time. So right, why are right. we, Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, and here's the thing. If you want to stop, oh, what did I see that this tweet the other day? Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. You know? This this tweet the other day, and I can't remember the exact words, so I'm going to fuck it up, but this person was talking about how they have a professor that gets really upset if they have to miss class and demands to have like a doctor's note and a detailed explanation. Mm-hmm. And this girl was like, so I sent him a picture of pads and a receipt and like, you know, something like that. And it like frenzied him. And she was like, see, you play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. <laughs> <laughs> And so I think that that use that as motivation here, which is for yourself and your siblings. We're going to keep talking to each other like we're 11 fucking years old. We're going to still have conversations like we're 11 fucking years old and we're fighting. I'm kind of going through this with my family right now. Oh, yeah. It's a transition, man. Where? I just don't speak to my family, which makes the transition easier. You know, especially with my sister, because my sister's a very curt, blunt, direct Mm -hmm. New Yorker, Mm -hmm. which I appreciate for sure. But there's also... An unwillingness to bend. There's, yeah, she she's very inflexible, mm-hmm. um, very stubborn. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is two words for the same thing. Um, Love a synonym. It's like her way or the highway, and yeah. like, and she's also again, it's coming to around. It's not maybe what she says, but how she says it. She's mm-hmm. she's not the nicest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even read that you know when when you start actually working on yourself and sort of doing your own growth, like people are going to react to you in ways that you may not expect. Mm-hmm. Like when I put my foot down or I actually put a boundary up now with my sister where it's like, Brittany, you're no longer talking to me like that or you're not doing mm-hmm. these Yeah, I'm not going to respond to that anymore. Or, hey, I'm actually expressing how I'm feeling here mm-hmm. and you're just ignoring them and you're gaslighting yeah. me and all this stuff. Like, yeah, you're bringing it back around gonna to be There's going to be like, a weird growing pain, I think, with not just yourself, but like the people around you. Because they you're have also to figure out realize... how they're going to interact with you to be a part of your life. And that is different right. from how they've been doing it, whether they yeah. respect it or agree with it or not. It's just an acceptance of like, okay, well, in order for us to go here, these are the things that make me comfortable. Yeah. You yeah. know? And it's fine for both of you to have your, your limits and be flexible in the ways that you can be with each other. But, you know... I just think that we're not used to seeing examples of families where it's not entirely codependent and, and, and meshed or no one likes each other and no one speaks. I, like, like I said earlier in the last episode, my mom, very my mom called me three times in a week and I texted her and was like, I just don't want to talk. And her response to me was like, I totally understand that. I love you. There was no like follow-up frenzy call of like, we need to figure this out now. There was no, like her taking it personally. Me not wanting to talk could have been about anything. It could be, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to anyone. She understood it in the way she needed to understand it 
to know that I was expressing, I just don't want to do this right now. And there was no extra pressure on me. Yeah. And I think that that's how it should be. I think that sometimes you're going to go months and not talk to your family. And that has to be okay. Yeah. Like everyone has to go through things and figure it out for themselves sometimes and, and be able to shift how they deal. I mean, there's this moment where there's a shift, right? We all experience between being a kid and being an adult with your parents. Yeah. You know, the moment that you start realizing like, oh, I can't get fucking in trouble for this. Yeah. Like I can just say what I want or <clears throat> feel or think. And I think there are a lot of other transitions that go beyond that, that we don't understand our relationship with our family is going to continue to shift. And in order to do that, we might have to be the little shit starter that, you know, the little disruptor that's like, hey, I know you guys are all playing. You're having a good time. I don't want to play in that way. So I'll show up the way that I want to when I want to. There's also the societal pressure myth, whatever you want to call it, about, you know, family forever, right? It's like, yeah, they're my family. So I have to subject myself. Yeah to a lot of the negative stuff that sometimes family put on us. I'm super down for us to start breaking that shit apart. Really not. Yeah. Like I think a part, I'm realizing a part of becoming like a real, Mm. I don't want to say a real adult, but like a part of becoming a truly independent, like your Mm. own person, I think involves a bit of a break of at least separating yourself from your family. If you need to. In the ways that you need to. Yeah. Like, cause like even this, sorry, go on. Oh, um, listen, when my dad disowned me, it was, was oh, Keith yeah, was with me. Reggie's. Keith was what with weird. me. That was, it was like our last time. time yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I guess you lose a, you lose a family member and hang out and you rarely see, no, I saw him once past that. But, um, being disowned like that, uh, for me taught is teaching me and has taught me a lot of things. But the main thing being that sometimes things need to be done or sometimes, sometimes there needs to be a separation and life keeps going. Life keeps going. And so in the ways that I might have needed a father or I needed a, a family member like that, yeah. and especially us living 3,000 miles away, yeah. you start to become aware of like, there are people that are just going to have family around them and that's who they have. And then there are a lot of people out here who have found family, who really make their friends, mm-hmm. their focus, the people around them, they build those relationships and those things shift and change. But what I will say is that just because we're blood related does not mean that we're going to have a relationship for the rest of our lives or that that's going to be a a necessary or healthy or good relationship just because we're related. Because reality is everyone to a point is dysfunctional in some kind of way and not all of our dysfunctions work together. And so we might've just been born in a family and we were here and that is what it is. But maybe 30 year old me does not vibe with you and I don't need to force it. We can still check in with each other and be concerned, but I don't have to force a relationship with you because I'm expected to. Um, Because a lot of times when people write in about about their families and they're older too, it's always screaming in my head, like, just don't answer the phone from them, you know, just like tell them, I don't want to talk about this in the same, like it becomes easier the more you do it. Some people are like, it's unfathomable. Because we don't have a lot of examples of people doing it. not be there. Because anyone that is left a to, family yeah, or who has been yourself. disowned, right? There's automatically this belief that like, oh, you're the, like the black sheep of the family. Oh, you're the bad one. Oh, you, you know, and I think that we just need more examples of healthy disconnection from toxic family behaviors and sometimes occasionally that family and understanding that sometimes it comes back around. Sometimes you come back into each other's lives or sometimes you're just the aunt that I hang out with on holidays, but I don't really talk to you beyond that. And mm-hmm. that's just how it has to be. We don't, all don't have to like each other yeah. and be good for each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, sometimes you have to be the one that really puts up the, you know, puts up the walls and says, Hey, this is my safe space right now. I will, I will conclude this message with one <clears> more point. Which is, you know, you can even see it in this person's writing that they are very defensive, right? Because this person writes, all I want between us is some honest communication. Yeah. And so to me, that means this person feels as if they were lied to about the time in which they were supposed to show up for dinner. But Mm. I don't think you were lied to. I think things just happened and they weren't as concerned about, they didn't necessarily know what you were going through. So they weren't concerned in the way that you... They also have their own lives. Yeah. I don't know if your 30-year-old sister maybe has a family. That's a True. bit of a nightmare sometimes. Yeah, maybe the kids If it's haven't. raining outside, there's probably traffic. Yeah. You know, so all I'm saying is that Might I don't... Might not have been a personal attack. I don't think it was like an attack or a slight <clears throat> or anyone was a, intending yeah. they were to all, hurt you. They were all late for each other. But that's how this person feels, right? <laughs> yeah. This person feels... Um, 
I bet there's a history. That they weren't honest with her. I bet, there's, the, I bet there's a history of them feeling left out of their brother and their sister doing things. Maybe. Or at reacting. Yeah. Their brother and sister turning against them and being like, oh, you're being a psycho here or whatever it is. I'm not saying they're great. No, no, no. That they're diminishing your emotions about it. But here's the thing. Like I said earlier, stop having 11-year-old conversations. You'll stop having 11-year-old experiences. Mm. And I think that maybe those patterns are continuing to replay with you guys as an adults where they're in their thirties and they're like, you're a fucking psychopath. I mean, they got to grow up. You got to grow up and you all have to grow up in how you speak to each other. Um, but end of the day, you know, listen, not discounting your feelings about that feeling like a slight and then being compounded by them calling you names or ignoring you, which even adds to the feeling and the frustration but I think you just have to start working on being okay within yourself to know that wherever I am, I'm with me. I'm okay. I can figure out what's happening. I can entertain myself or move a certain way. And moving forward, now I know that like, hey, next time we hang out, it's got to be at this time or I'm going to need a ride or um, I need, you know, whatever it is, figuring out the boundaries for you. But I wouldn't let this one moment be an example of like how trash your siblings are. I think they were just being inconsiderate, but also they were focused probably on stuff that you know, they don't have a visual of you sitting in the rain. I'm, you I, know, they don't know. Yeah. And I also think, you know, <clears throat> I often, it's not unheard of, like, you know, say a spouse goes into therapy and they're like, I just can't stand this, that, and the next thing about my, my other person. Mm-hmm. And I wish they would just do this, that, and the next thing. No, you know what that therapist And then you realize say. that there's really nothing wrong with the partner. It's like a lot of the work is on the person yeah. that actually went to the therapist yeah. or... or Oh, so yeah. So I'm just saying that as much as maybe your, your siblings may need to also change in ways that fulfill you or, or make your relationship positive, I think you also need to look inward, too, yeah. and, and see... Don't wait on them to change for you to change. You know, is this something that was, like, slighted at me? Mm-hmm. Or can I approach this... Can I react differently? Can I be like, it's a shitty night, it's raining, Yeah, my every- family is perpetually late. yeah. And I'm sorry, but if that's the case, like that's just something you have to deal with. And so it's not so much that they have to change because they're not going to. Yeah, if they're always you late, have to change. If they're how you always react. late, you got to stop being the first person to arrive. <laughs> Listen, I got friends that are yeah. late to shit, and I show up an hour later than I need to be, and that's what or it even is. Then, if we rented a restaurant, and they're like, "Yeah, we're going to be uh, eight o'clock instead of seven. Okay, I'm well, like should I come over? There. Should I come over your house instead? Like, should we, you know? We're just going to. I'll just arrive early, and you know, eat at the bar, eat, have a drink. Yeah. Get a little appetizer, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, read the book I might have with me. Listen yeah, to the go, podcast in, go into something. a coffee shop, um, something like that. Should we do one more? Or? Let's wait for the next episode. Okay.